Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to complete the book of the Prophet Zephania, the Navi Zephaniah. And today we are doing the second part of chapter 3, that's 3b. And this is Saul Weiner, the host of your podcast. We're starting from verse 11 and reading until the end of verse 20 today. In 3a, the last part we just read, we... um. Uh, God was um, focusing on all of the nations of the world and saying that all of the nations of the world are going to come to Zion, to Jerusalem and serve God together as soon as they all humble themselves before God and get rid of their arrogance and their pride. And now God is going to focus on the people of Israel, specifically the people of Jerusalem and Judah. So he changes this focus from the worldly focus to the people of Yehuda. It is really important for me to point out here, as I have pointed out on many occasions throughout the words of many of the prophets, through Isaiah many times, through Micah, through Amos, through, um, and now through Zephaniah, that the idea, the vision is that the entire world will worship God together. This is the vision of that Bayomahu, that day in the future. The mission of the people of Israel is to be a beacon of light to the rest of the world. To be that beacon of light that demonstrates true humility before God, true honesty, true purity of speech, and most importantly, the two key ideas of justice and righteousness. These are, uh, Tsefania himself mostly focuses on humility. Um, uh, so that's kind of his, his, his thing, so to speak. But it's important to realize that it is this vision that the people of Israel are meant to teach the rest of the world so that the rest of the world looks up to the people of Israel, looks up to Zion and Jerusalem and the people that reside there and, and, and then join them so that ultimately everyone is together. The purpose is so that ultimately the entire world knows and hears and understands this lesson and everyone worships God all as one. So there should be no division, no division between nations anymore. This second part of Tsefania is one of the places where the idea that I just expressed is most clearly expressed. Remember, in 3a, God just finished telling the entire world what, that he wanted them to get rid of their pride, look to Zion, and join shoulder to shoulder, join together to worship God. So let's start reading verse 11. Payomahu on that day. No longer will you, God is directing his words at Israel specifically now, at Judah, the people in Jerusalem. You will no longer be embarrassed or ashamed because of all of your, your, your bad ways, your sins. Asher Pashat be that you sinned against me. Why? By then I will have removed from you. Or all of those people who were so happy and full of glee in their own pride and their own arrogance and their own haughtiness. I will have removed them from you. I will have purified the people. And no more will you act prideful with your faces up in the air and your neck held straight. On my holy mountain. On my holy mountain no longer will people that are arrogant and haughty reside. We had very similar ideas expressed early on in Isaiah and in other places as well. 
that the people dwelling in Jerusalem will be people of purity and holiness. God says in verse 12, And who will I leave among you? I'm onivadol. People that are poor and humble. This clearly does not mean poor in the sense that they didn't have any worldly goods, but poor in the sense that they did not have any pride. People that are humble, people that are the chasu b'shem Adonai, people that, that have faith and find refuge in God's name and not in their own power, their own might, their own silver and gold, their own wealth, etc. Sheiris Yisrael, those that remain of Israel in those days, lo yasu avla, will no longer be people that do, de, that deal deceitfully with with others. Below yidabru chazov, they will no longer be people that speak dishonestly. Below yimotzei b'fiem lashon tarmis, they will no longer speak in in sneaky, tricky ways to try to take advantage of other people. Why kihema yiru v'ravitzu v'ein macharid? They will graze the land, they will rest upon the land, and they will no longer be anyone to bother them anymore. They will be perfect people. And then, Rani Bastion, rejoice, daughter of Zion. You people that now live in Zion, the daughter of Zion, the people that come from Zion, rejoice. You can be happy. Hariu Yisrael, now, now that you finally rid yourselves of this false pride, of the lying, cheating, deceit, oppressing others, and so on, of gaining wealth, and just for the sake of, of being better than others, now you can finally be happy. Now you can finally sing Simchi. You can rejoice for all Z and and be overjoyed, uh, rejoicing and happy. live with your full heart, Basu Shalayim, daughter of Jerusalem. God has finally removed the judgments that were against you. He has cleared away all of your enemies. Melech Yisrael, you the king, the leader of Israel, now Adonai Bikrbeh, God is now among you himself, Lotir Ira'od, you no longer need to be afraid of any evil befalling you. It is this, this is what Israel is supposed to look like. This is how the 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 Israel is supposed to present themselves to the rest of the world so that the rest of the world follows in their light. As we see in the next coming coming verses, Bayomahu in those days. Ye Omer Liushalayim, what will then people say about Jerusalem? They will say, Altirau'i, do not be afraid. This is people saying to Jerusalem. They will say, say they will see the beauty and the wonder and the incredible goodness of the people that dwell in Jerusalem, that pe- the world will tell Jerusalem, you have no need to be afraid of us anymore. Zion, Zion, don't, don't be scared, don't let your hands soften and tremble with fear from us. You have nothing to be afraid. No one would ever hurt you. It will be so seen that the people of the world will look at Jerusalem and say, look, your God, He's with you, He's among you. He's powerful, He will save you, you have nothing to be afraid of. He will be. He's, he is rejoicing over you with such happiness. Your relationship between you and your God is so beautiful, so wonderful. Yacharish piava so. That phrase yacharish piava so could mean yacharish uh, generally means he will be silent in his love, and the commentaries explain that this means. What does it mean to be silent in his love? The the uh, they, the Radak and the Ebenezer both explain that it means he will be silent, meaning he won't criticize you anymore. No more criticism because he loves you so much. He will rejoice over you in song. This is how the world 
This is, this is just such a beautiful idea that the world will look at the people of Jerusalem and love them so much because they are so humble, so pure, so honest, so perfect, that they will just see in front of them the relationship, the special, beautiful relationship that God will have with His people, and they will then join, and they will become Shechem Echad. This is the idea that Sefania is telling us here. Nugei Mimo'ed, this is verse 18, those people, Nugei Mimo'ed, I'm going to say this two translations, um, the Radak explains that those that have been in pain so much because of Mo'ed, because of the time it has taken so long, or the Eben Ezra, and I'm, the way I'm going to translate it though is, is as follows, the way the Eben Ezra does it, because it flows a little better with the rest of the, of the verse. Those who have been painfully taken away, mi Mo'ed, from that place, the place of Mo'ed, the place of meeting, the place where people got together with you, God, and rejoiced and celebrated the Mo'ed, the holidays, in other words, that place, Jerusalem, the place Zion, Nugemi Mo'ed, those people that have been taken away from that place, Osafti, I have gathered them back. Mimechayu, they were taken, they had been away from you, but I have gathered them back to you. Maseis Oleha Kherpa, I have now, Maseis Oleha Kherpa, I have uh, carried their shame. In other words, they have carried over you shame for so many years, but no longer. And let's look at. Verse nineteen, in Now God is speaking no longer in the name of the of the saint. God is no longer describing what the nations of the world are going to say, but rather He's saying, "Hineni, I God, I will do away. Ose, I will do away with all of those people who 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 make you suffer in that day. and I will redeem." the crippled ones, the ones who are crippled and suffering throughout the world in the long exile, I will save them, I will redeem them. And the ones that have been far flung and strayed through the far away to the ends of the earth, I will gather them. And I will place them as uh, people that that are are in um, you know, great name, fame, and honor, and glory. Everyone will look at them, and they will be the ultimate in the great, wonderful reputation and the great name that they'll have. Throughout the entire world, I will take their shame away. In other words, in the entire world, I will take that shame away and make it into that fame and honor that I just described. Baisahi in that day. This I just want to point out again this description of God saying that He is that how He's going to change the reputation of the people of Israel because of their humility and because of their honesty. This is such a powerful idea, and what a responsibility it places upon the Jewish people who come back to Israel and come back and populate the land and build the land. They're there not to make themselves great, not in order to 
have pride in themselves and arrogance and, and so on. That is the exact opposite of the entire point of the return to Jerusalem. The point of the return to Jerusalem is humility, is honesty, it's proper speech, it's lack, no more oppression, it's peace, it's teaching the entire world this lesson so that everyone should look up to them and say, this is how we want to be. This is how people are supposed to be. These are the people that we want to follow. These are the people that we want to join so that we all bring everyone to the worship of God. And then he ends with the final verse, pounding this idea again, he in that day of Yeshem, I will bring you back, God says, and at the time, when I do gather you together, I will gather you. Ki atain eschem, I will make you the shemulitihila. I will make your 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 uh, renowned and famous is how the JPS translates. The cholamayar, it's more than all the other nations of the world. I'm gonna make you that way. Remember how? Because you are going to be the nation Am ani vadal v'chasu b'shem Hashem. That is how I, God, will make it. That was how we just said in the verse. I will be the nation of people that are humble, and 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 look for refuge in God instead of in themselves and in their own power and in their own money. When I return all of the people that are coming back to Jerusalem and right in front of your eyes, Omar Adonai, so says God. And with this, we end the beautiful, small, but powerful book of Tzifania. Thank you so much for studying this book together. Looking mm-hmm. forward to studying together more and more books of the wonderful words of the prophets.